You can turn with me to Romans chapter 8. Would you please stand? Romans chapter 8. I want to read some verses that are so powerful. And I don't understand. I don't understand why these are not preached much. And I mean really a part of church life. But I don't hear them. I have, could I say something here? In all of my life, I think I remember one sermon that was preached on praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, I know you've heard it, and I know I preach it, but you go to camp meetings, and you don't hear that. You really don't. You really don't. I'm here to tell you that this is the heart of Pentecost. This is the heart of Pentecost. No question. Romans 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit, you, when you read the word Spirit, you know you're talking about the Holy Ghost, don't you? It's capital S. Likewise, the Holy Ghost also helpeth our infirmities. You know what an infirmity is? We all face them on a regular basis. Likewise, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Now, Paul is talking to the New Testament church. He's talking to the saints of God in his day, right after the resurrection, right in the middle of a Pentecostal church world, right in the middle of it. And he says, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. That's not just a casual thing. That's not just once in a while. He's talking about the general prayer life of God's church. We don't have the wisdom we need. We don't have the knowledge of circumstances that are necessary to pray as we ought. I can tell you, standing right here looking you in the face, that there are needs here tonight that I have the foggiest idea about. There are circumstances out in front of me that I do not know anything concerning them. I'm as ignorant of many of your problems as a man could be. But when I pray in the Holy Ghost, when the Holy Ghost anoints this pastor to get on his face uh, in his altar at his place of prayer, God knows everything out there. We know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit. But the Spirit. Would you say those words, but the Spirit? Say it again, would you? But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings. Oh, great day. With groanings which cannot be uttered. In your wildest, most excited moment, you can't groan in prayer like the Holy Ghost can. Anybody listening to me? You believe what I'm saying? You know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about everybody's listening. I want to make sure you're listening. The Spirit itself maketh intercession for us. Now, that's not just for us. That's in us. He isn't talking about the Spirit, you know, drifting around up in the clouds praying for us. He's talking about the Holy Ghost in us, praying through us, 
and praying to God. That's the whole conversation. That's the whole conversation. I, I'm here to tell you something. The Holy Ghost does nothing until he's got an instrument to use. The Holy Ghost does nothing until there's a vessel to manifest himself in. So if there's no vessels in this church for the Holy Ghost to use, then that means nothing God from God is going on. Just a lot of noise. <laughs> I like to read a verse of Scripture like this and just let it come apart. The Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I mean, when the, I, I remember, I mentioned Ray Hughes again. I, I remember him telling about a revival in the, in the city of Chattanooga. He was an evangelist at that day, and he went to this church to preach a revival. And on Monday, it was just been dead all weekend, nothing happening. And they were sitting around the breakfast table, and they were talking about the need. And Sister Hughes said, Ray, I'm just not going to eat and push your table back. And he tells how she fell on her face back in the bedroom or somewhere in the house. And all day she prayed and groaned in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Praying, seeking the face of God. That night, all heaven came down. You heard that story too, didn't you? I mean, I remember vividly. See, those were the days of, of my early Pentecostal experience. And I learned without a question that the praying in the Holy Ghost was the heart of a prayer life. Was the heart of a saint of God. Was the heart of that New Testament church. And if we want to be a New Testament church, we're going to have to get back to praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm here tonight to call you back to praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm here to stir you up and show you how absolutely imperative it is that we know the power of praying in the Holy Ghost. I mean, that's just, it's marvelous. Let me read on. Let me read on. Now, listen, don't miss a word of these scriptures. Don't miss a word. The Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groans which cannot be uttered. And He, the Holy Ghost, searcheth the heart, knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. Now, you've got to listen to this. If you miss the Scripture, then all you'll have is what Brother Chambers says. You hear me? Listen to me. The, the Spirit knoweth what is the heart of, of the Spirit, of God. So here you are praying. Your mind is just utterly abandoned to Christ. You don't know what you ought to be saying. You, can't, you just can't get the burden of the need that your church has. But suddenly the Holy Ghost comes on you. You begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost just searches out the mind of God. The Holy Ghost looks right into the great wisdom of the eternal celestial creator. The Holy Ghost looks all over that congregation and he sees this burden and he sees that burden and he sees that need and he sees that need and you are praying totally oblivious to what God is saying and you're praying for those needs. How many believe what I'm saying? Do you really believe this? 
I'm telling you that there's not a one of you in this building that God's Holy Ghost cannot take a hold of you in your closet, in your place of prayer, and reach out to your mother and your daddy and your backslid son or your backslid daughter or your next door neighbor or whatever, wherever, whatever the need is, the Holy Ghost can make you a, a heavenly prayer warrior that's touching the very heart of God. Oh, I feel this Holy Ghost. Does anybody else feel this Holy Ghost? I'm telling y'all, there's something here that will shake a congregation to the core of its existence. It'll change your life as an individual. It'll change your life as a member of the kingdom of God. It'll do something that is absolutely wonderful. I want to read that whole verse again now. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he, the Holy Ghost, maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. How many prayers do we pray that are nothing but our own selfish desires? How many prayers do we pray that are just things we comprehend with our little minds? And he says he'll pray for us, and he'll reach beyond all of our incapacities, our helplessnesses, our failures, everything. And he'll reach up and get a hold of God, and he'll bring God into circumstances that you can't even see. Because the Holy Ghost is used in you. Now, Father... Now, Father, help me. Great Sohoa, help me tonight to bless this congregation of people. I'm not here, Father, to see them in the aisles shouting. I love that. It's a thrill into me when it happens. But, God, I'm here to see a church become so powerful and so mighty to pray down the fires of heaven until revival comes to, to Jacksonville, Florida. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. Now, there are wonderful scriptures that support this. So let me start by trying to give, to do my best. I'm a, I'm a preacher that I put so much study in things I, I want to learn about until my, my sermons become way too long. And I'm aware of that, and I, I try to be careful with it. But there are literally 15 things that God has shown me that come out of Holy Ghost praying. I mean, 15. I'm promising I'm going to send a list of that on a paper that I've had fixed at church to Sister Smith so we can just make one available to everybody. But I'm telling you, if you learn to pray in the Holy Ghost, you're going to become dynamite. You're going to become dynamic. Your music will take on a new strength. Your piano playing will take on a new level of anointing. Your, your, your Sunday school teaching will become anointed and different. Your youthful work, the, the children's church, uh, will take on a new anointing when you learn to pray in the Holy Ghost. Now let's go to 2 Corinthians. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a teacher tonight. I, I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to do some preaching along with it. But 2 Corinthians chapter 14. No, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I want to tell you something about Tongues, tongues, the gift of tongues. 
I get amazed at people who put that gift down, who, who minimize it, who say it's no longer relevant. The church doesn't need it any longer. It, it's, a, it, it's a waste of time. It's just a lot of gobbledygook. Just a lot. And, and you say, Brother Chambers, has there been a, a lot of abuse? The devil has never abused anything more than he's abused speaking in tongues. The devil has abused it. The charismatic world has been an absolute disaster. Almost the total life of the charismatic world has been a show. I said it from the time it started. I said it from the time it started. They'll teach you how to speak in tongues. I've dealt with many. They'll teach you. They'll say, come on, just start saying whatever you can think of. Just some kind of gobbledygook. And just keep saying it. It'll turn into the Holy Ghost. I don't believe a word of that. No siree. When you, when you understand, when you really understand what speaking in tongues is, it's marvelous. Now, there are, there are more than one kind of tongues. The angels have their own language. The demons have their own language. You can easily prove that. Do a little study. The demons. Oh, you, you go among witchcraft people. You go among fortune-telling people. You go among any of those uh, who are into all kinds of, uh, of evil, psychedelic stuff. Oh, they love talking in tongues. Because the devil has a language. Demons have a language. And so demon-possessed people talk in tongues. It sounds real. Because it is real. But it's a demon. It's spirits. It's devils. It's dark. Angels have a tongue. The Bible said, though I speak in the tongue of men and of angels. Does the Bible not say that? 1 Corinthians 13? Absolutely. But here we are in 1 Corinthians 14. And Paul is preaching to us, te teaching us. Listen to what he says in verse 2. Chapter 14, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. Brother Chambers, I never heard that unknown tongues was a language that nobody could know but God. Well, you just heard it. And it didn't come from Joe Chambers. It came from the Bible. He that speaketh an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. Now, here's what the Holy Ghost showed me. And you can, yeah, you, I, I mean, you can treat it any way you want to. But God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Ghost have a language. It is a heavenly language. It is the language of the divine Godhood. Godhead. It is the language of the divine Godhead. The Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost talk this language to one another. And when God gets a hold of you and you begin to pray in unknown tongues, you are praying straight to God in the language that belongs to God. Oh, how it's changed my life since I've discovered this. 
only a couple of years ago, it suddenly dawned on me. He said that unknown tongues does not or cannot be understood by any man, but only God. Is that what he said? You believe the Bible. That means when you pray in unknown tongues, the devil don't have the foggiest idea what you're saying. The devil is over here scrambling. Hey, how can, can I get somebody to interpret that for me? And the devil goes to all his demons uh, and say, can you tell me that? What's that? Can you tell me? What's that? Oh, that, it, it, it's getting through all the way to God. I got to figure that out. And nobody can figure it out for the devil. Because when you pray in unknown tongues, uh, you're praying straight to God. Now raise your hand up. Raise your right hand up and say, I want to start knowing the language of God by the Holy Ghost. Now, you'll never know the words. You'll never know the meaning. Maybe when you get to heaven, you might know. But I'm here to tell you, when you let God get, oh, hallelujah, get a hold of you until you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're going you're gonna to sense something happening. Never forget hearing this little story. One time, a young boy was out flying a kite. And the kite had sewn to the end of the boy's string. string. And he was just holding on to the end, but it was so far up he couldn't see it. Here came this, uh, this uh, man that wanted to chide the little kid. Uh, said, what are you doing, son? He said, sir, I'm flying the kite. He looked up and said, I don't see no kite. How do you know you're flying the kite? He said, because I feel the tug on the other end of the line. I want to tell you something. When I get on my knees and the Holy Ghost gets a hold of me and I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, I may not know what I'm saying, but I feel a tug on the other end of the line. I feel a tug on the other end of a line. I can tell I'm talking to divinity. I can tell I'm talking to sovereignty. I can tell I'm talking to the heavenly realm. Hallelujah. Woo! Somebody help me. Oh, hallelujah. God wants to change our prayer life and turn it into a dynamo. Into a dynamo. Are you ready? Now, let me tell you something. This just hit me two days ago. When you pray in an unknown language by the Holy Ghost, it is impossible for there not to be an answer. Now, listen to that. Listen, when you pray in the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost takes hold of you and you begin to pray, Sister Pearl, in the language of the Spirit, there is no possibility that your prayer can fail to be heard because it's God praying himself. The Holy Ghost is doing it. You're just a vessel. God made you a temple. That's what you were meant to be. A temple is not a dirty place. A, a temple is a sacred place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, let me tell you what Jude said. How many know who Jude was? Wrote the book of Jude. Half-brother of Jesus Christ. Right? You know he was, Jude was a half-brother of Jesus? He was half-brother of Jesus. Mary, the mother of Christ, was the mother of Jude. Joseph was his dad. The Holy Ghost was Jesus' dad, but Joseph was Jude's dad, but he was a brother to Jesus. He said, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying 
in the Holy Ghost. I want to tell you something. When you learn to pray by the power of the Holy Ghost, you will find that something is building up inside of you like a dynamo. And something is taking a fresh hold of your very being. And you are, you are being strengthened. And you are being enlarged. You are being, you are being taught. You are being trained by the Holy Ghost to be a, a mighty servant of the Holy God. If you don't pray in the Holy Ghost, you're going to be a wimpy Christian all your Christian life. Our church is so full of wimpy Christians. Our churches are so full of, of prayers that will never get answered. Our churches are so full of people that pray little wimpy prayers occasionally and mostly exp express their own selfish desires. And God has said, let's get my saints back to being full of my Holy Ghost and praying in my Holy Ghost and I'll change things. Ooh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, you are a shouting bunch of folks. And I'm sorry. Brother Chambers is preaching to you uh, with something beside. In fact, you can't think how to shout because I got you thinking how to pray. Hallelujah. But I want you to keep shouting, okay? I love a big shout, man. I love it with all of my heart. Uh, I've been needing one for several days. Uh, just want to get turned loose uh, until I shout my shoe heels off. Hallelujah. I love it. But I know the source of it is praying to the Holy Ghost praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Jude said, let me see your Bible, darling. Building up yourselves. I'm sorry, honey. I'll hand it back to you. I got her nervous now, messing with her Bible. Hallelujah. Building up yourselves on your most holy faith. When you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, it's like your life is being set up on top of this Bible. It's like every great truth in this holy book is beginning to dig its way into every fiber of your being. That God is literally transforming you into an expression of his Bible. And so the strength of God begins to move in you on, on your job. Once you become full of the Holy Ghost like you ought to be, You'll look at those people around you and you'll see them not just as some aggravating, mouthy, careless, uh, unbelieving folks. Uh, you'll begin to see the need of their life. You'll begin to be a witness for God. You'll be able to look people in the eye and say things to them. And they say, where, 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 where'd you get that? I'm not talking about fortune telling. I don't want nothing to do with that. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost using you to bless people. To turn lives upside down. And here's what I like. Your children come home for Sunday dinner. And mama's full of the Holy Ghost. And she's in there cooking. The Holy Ghost is moving on her because she just came from the house of God where the Holy Ghost was working. And she begins to think. And before you know it, she's praying in the Holy Ghost. And the children begin to tremble. And the children begin to say, Mama, you're making me uncomfortable. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry, honey. That's not me making you uncomfortable. That's the Holy Ghost making you uncomfortable. 
Because when the Holy Ghost is working in you like I'm preaching about tonight, or the Holy Ghost is moving in you like I'm telling you God wants to do, I, you'll, you'll become a light. Uh, the, the light in your face will take on a shine that will, that will affect everybody that sees you. My Bible said he beautifies the meek with salvation. God can make Brother Anderson and Joseph Chambers good looking, full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I can. He can put a shine on your face. He can put a glow in your eyes. He can put a beauty in your, in your countenance. He'll even make your hair shine, ladies, uh, if, you're t if you'll get rid of your scissors. Uh, I mean, he'll do all kinds of things. Uh, hallelujah. He'll start blessing you and anointing you and strengthening you. And God will use you. And those ungodly kids will start trembling because dad and mama have got full of the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about just a little bit of shout. I'm not talking about just a few words in tongues uh, 22 years ago. I hear people talking in tongues, or at least supposed to be, and it sounds like tinkling brass and, 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 and empty trembles. I mean, empty, empty. Come on, get back to being full of the Holy Ghost. Get, get on your face and stay there till God's Holy Ghost gets a hold of you. Raise your hand now and say, I'm ready. God, I'm ready. I'm ready, Father. I want to be so Holy Ghost filled that God can get a hold of me. I want to shake my community. I want to shake people around me. I want to bless my family. I want to bless the boss man who's so ugly and mean. Oh, let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost gets a hold of him. That old ugliness and meanness are starting making him miserable. Hallelujah. Now, have I convinced you that you can pray? In a language of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Think about it. Think about it. Now think about the world. No wonder the devil don't like speaking in tongues. No wonder the church world that's backslid uh, is now against the work of the Holy Ghost and the gifts of the Spirit. No wonder. You'd be that way too if you was backslid. Because this is real, brother. This is real. And I know God's moving me. God's transforming me. I've reached the place that I'm telling God, I want to, when I wake up at night, I don't want to wake up counting sheep. I want to wake up talking in the language of the Holy Ghost. If, if I'm not doing it when I wake up, then I'll just let the Holy Ghost start doing it in me. Hallelujah. And you keep praying like that. Instead of coming to church to try to get a little help, you'll be coming to church to be some help. We got congregations full of people. You got to help them every time they go to church. You get full of the Holy Ghost and you can do some helping yourself. Woo! Hallelujah. You, you talk about a congregation of power and fire. You let us get full of the Holy Ghost like we ought to be. Brother Chambers, I haven't talked in tongues in 20 years, but I'm still full of the Holy Ghost. It ain't so. You can't be full of the Holy Ghost if he don't talk. Even your wife won't stay around if you don't let her talk. How do you expect the Holy Ghost to stay around if you don't let him talk? Woo! I kind of like my preaching. I don't know about you. I'm telling you something. God wants to turn every one of you upside down. God wants to make you such a, a, a fire-anointed, Holy Ghost-unctioned individual that you can do some things for God. Like, hey, let me tell you something. God anointed him in that prison 
Pray for him. Point your hand right now. Father, I pray for Brother Anderson. Anoint him in that prison like he's never known the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That same for the, for the, for the rest home service. God, anoint the, point your hand this way, will you? Anoint my brother, that rest home service. Make it so dynamite. Make it so powerful. Use it for your glory. Hallelujah. 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 How many people here work in the school? Stand up. You work in this school. I want you to pray for these school workers. I don't know if your school's like ours. We've got some little devils that sit in some of our classrooms. I don't mean that to criticize. I'm just talking about they ain't been trained. They don't know how to talk. They don't know how to treat anybody kind. They don't know how to be receptive to correction. Am I right? Y'all got any of them? Y'all don't have any? All of y'all are angels. You're kidding. Are you, are you telling me they're all angels? I didn't think they were. Now let's pray for the school. Come on, stretch your hand. Father, I pray for Sister Smith. I pray, every one of these ladies, make them so Holy Ghost filled. Teach them how to pray in the Holy Ghost until that school becomes a dynamo. Until the Spirit of God begins to move up and down Bethel School. Hallelujah. And kids start getting saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. I believe it's going to happen. How many of you got children in the school? How many got children in the school? You better get them out of here if you don't want them to be Pentecostal. <laughs> I just believe that's how it ought to be. I believe God wants to show his power. And I believe the, the mighty baptism of the Holy Ghost. And he doesn't give you the Holy Ghost so you can have some goosebumps running up and down your backbone. He don't give you the Holy Ghost so you can jump and scream and holler. You ought to do a little of that, and there's nothing wrong as long as it's in the, the worship of God. But he gives you the Holy Ghost to give you power. Power. Say it with me. Power. 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 Say the better word. Dynamite. 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 Woo. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now. Are we ready? Let me give you. I'm, I got 19 points now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Cut that clock off. Throw it out the door. I don't believe in no clock in the house of God. I can't believe, I can't believe Brother Smith allowed that thing to be put up there. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 I threw, I was out a long time ago. But I want to give you a couple of things. I mean, when you begin to think about this, one of them was the devil don't have an inkling of what you're saying. You're talking past him. Right into the realm of the heavenly. See, the devil is the prince of the power of the air. Everything that goes to God has to go through his kingdom. And he stands there with swords and shields and, and all kinds of, of, of instruments to hurt. This is a spiritual war we're in. We're in a spiritual war like there's probably never been. I, I, never, I, I didn't think 65 years ago when I got saved it would ever become like it is now. They anybody tell me the church of God would have backslid and left holiness years ago? I would have said, you're crazy. And now, 
They tell them they can't speak in tongues. Well, I think they should have done that a while ago because all they had was a bunch of worldliness anyway. And when people were talking in tongues, uh, they was living like the world and trying to give messages and interpretations of the Holy Ghost when it wasn't even the Holy Ghost. And I've heard a bunch of them. But I want to tell you something. When it comes from God, it's real, saints. When it comes from God, it, it'll, it, it'll stir you up. When it comes from God, you'll feel it way down inside under the collarbone. Hallelujah. And it'll be real. And the devil can't hear a word of it. I love to frustrate the devil. I really do. I really do. Now, let me get to some points that's so important. You don't know what's out there. The Bible says our flesh is helpless. The Bible makes it plain. The flesh of man is helpless. We have no confidence in the flesh, one scripture said. No confidence in the flesh. You may be the best saint in this building. You may be as godly and pure. You may live without any kind of sin. You may never open your mouth in gossip. You may never be ugly or unchristian in your attitude. You may be saintly. But there's still no power in your life until the Holy Ghost sets upon you. You've got to hear me when I tell you he didn't give us the Holy Ghost uh, just for tickles uh, in, our, in our body or on, in our spine. He gave us the Holy Ghost for dynamo, for power, for anointing, to shake our world, uh, to shake, shake the church, uh, to turn the kingdom of God upside down, and we can do it again. And I'm for doing it again. I want to see our churches uh, become dynamos for God. And you don't know what's out there. You don't know what walked in this door tonight. There is somebody here tonight, and I feel it. You've been so far from God, and you're so full of rebellion, and you're so determined to do your own thing. You're not going to listen to the man of God. You're not going to listen to the truth of the Scripture. You know you need to repent and turn from your sins. You know you need to change the way you live. But nobody really knows it maybe. But one or two or three or four people. The rest of us are just completely oblivious. But the Holy Ghost knows it. The Holy Ghost knows it. And if our, if our churches can be some, become so full of the Holy Ghost that God moves up and down every church aisle. Hallelujah. And shakes us. I'm telling you, we'll see results. I'm on my way. I'm already working on it. How many are going to join me? Come on, how many are going to join me? You're going to start praying until the Holy Ghost prays. Now, let me give you a piece of advice. Here's what many Pentecostals do. They go to prayer. They get on their knees. And they pray till finally they pray through. And then they say, whoa, I done prayed through. And they get up and go home. Listen to me. You come to church. You pray till you pray through. And then you start praying. Don't you quit just because you prayed through. You just got ready to pray. Now, am I talking the truth or not? How many times have people in this building come here to prayer meeting and you pray until you got a zephyr of his spirit and a little move of the Holy Ghost and you knew you'd prayed through and then you quit? Quit quitting. When you pray through, start praying. Do you get that message? That's so simple. I think some of you didn't get it. Don't pray till you pray through and then quit. Pray till you pray through 
and then spend a couple of hours in the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something. When you're praying in the Holy Ghost, something is taking place inside of you that, that's just dynamite. It's powerful. It's building. It's becoming strong. And the more you pray, the more power there is in your words. The more power there is in your song. The more power there is in your Sunday school lesson. The more power there is in your, in your study of the Bible. When you pray, till you pray through, your whole life is going to change drastically. And you'll be totally different. Oh, I tell you. Oh, there's so many things I've got on this list, and I almost hate to start reading them because I know, I know how long it would take. Uh, he, human weakness uh, is in all of us. Remember that. I've said it during the message. Human weakness. We see through a glass darkly. You said, not me, Brother Chambers. Oh, yes, you. Yes, big boy. Yes, great lady. Yes, great saint. You see through a glass darkly. Every one of us. Are you, you putting me down? No, I'm not putting you down. I'm telling you the truth. From experience, we see through a glass darkly. Quote that with me. We see through a glass darkly. We know not what we should pray for as we ought. Say that. Our flesh is helpless against the dark powers of the devil. Would you say that? Now you're getting the message. That's why you need the anointing of the Holy Ghost. That's why you need the fire of the Holy Ghost. Uh, it's because it ain't in you. It's in him. It isn't Joe Chambers. It has nothing to do with Joe Chambers. Uh, the only way he can use Joe Chambers uh, is when he's dead, uh, when he's out of commission. I like that. When God bids a man come, he bids him to die. And when you die at his feet, just let the Ooh, hallelujah, sir. I can see he's working on you. Hallelujah. He's working on you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, it'll, it'll change everything about you. It'll change everything about you. It'll make a dynamo out of you. Hallelujah. God, God's getting ready to use somebody in this building. I'm going to tell you. Let me try to get a few more very important things. Very important things. Uh, listen carefully, will you? The needs of other people. Often hid from us. I said that a while ago. That was something I had written down. Our battle is spiritual. I said that a while ago. You can't fight this battle. The Holy Ghost is in you to fight this battle. You try to fight the battle. Hey, I'm a pastor. You realize that Sister Chambers and I have been pastoring 60 years this October. Never had a break. We took two vacations in those 60 years. You say, why don't you burn out? The only way you get burnt out if you don't know where the altar is. Did you hear me? The only way you get burnt out if you don't keep your time at the altar. I see preachers all the time. Did you know about 75% of preachers uh, never make it beyond a few years? And they give up and quit? They get burnt out. Well, they get burnt out because they're burnt up. They get burnt out because they hadn't been holding on to the horns uh, where the glory pours out. <laughs> hey, reach up there and get a hold of those horns of the altar. Hey, that used to be preached. You remember that? You used to preach about getting your, get a hold of the horns of the altar. Tomorrow, when you come to church to pray, get a hold of the horns of the altar. And stay there. Oh, I want you to raise your hand and worship a minute. 
I preach without giving you much chance to worship. Hallelujah. I want you to know something, friends. Uh, God's trying to do something for us. God's trying to turn his church upside down. God's trying to make us a dynamo for him. God's trying to make our Pentecostal churches uh, what they were meant to be when he created them. Great. Oh, surreal. I want you to pray a minute, will you? Just reach your hand up and pray. Oh, pray. Touch God with, with all your heart. Come on, pray. That don't sound like prayer. Hallelujah. I want God to plant this in your heart. I want God to put this inside of you. All you get is a few words from Brother Chambers. Uh, oh, it will be of no value. I want you to get a hold of God. Uh, I want God to get a hold of you. I want us to be usable to God. Keep on praying a minute. The highest form of prayer, the highest form of prayer, higher than you can even grasp, is a godly man, a godly woman, praying in the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. I remember, do you know the first experience of Pentecost that I remember? 65 years ago. Sitting in the church at East Burlington Church of God. There was a woman by the name of Sister Feiss. Feiss. She sat over on, on the preacher's right about where Sister Pearl is sitting. And she would start singing in the Holy Ghost. Woo! This little Baptist boy. Watch that woman singing in the Holy Ghost and listen to the melody that was coming out of the realm of the divine. It was as pure God as anything could be. And I said, I want this. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want this. Hallelujah. How long has it been since the saint of God stood up in this church and started singing in the Holy Ghost? I got to tell you experience. My son and my grandson took me camping about eight months ago, I guess it was. We went up into the heart of the Smoky Mountains. There's a, there's a camp in there that used to be big farmland. It was bought, purchased by government, and turned into a camping site. And there are, there are, there are turkeys, and there are all, there, there's some of the most beautiful animals. You talk about something beautiful. I'm here to tell you it was marvelous. Well, on, on, on the next morning, we got up, and I needed some coffee. Now, I don't know about you, but I like coffee. Let me tell you something. This church is blessed, and this is off the subject. Having a, having a Krispy Kreme donut as close to this church as you folks have got has got to be a heavenly thing. You're, you're laughing at me, but I love them things. And you got one right down the road. Now, if you don't be careful, this place will start growing the wrong way. Oh, man. I'm off my subject. Mama, you'll get me for this, won't you? I knew she would. Anytime I go off on rabbit trails, she gets me. <laughs> but, but, you know, you know what I'm saying. But I want to tell you something. I want to tell you. God is looking for a people whom he can turn upside down for his kingdom. And did you know God does nothing? The Bible says uh, that God does nothing until he reveals it unto his prophets, his servants. You could be the means. In fact, God has got 
some folks right out there in your pathway that he's got his eyes set on and he's dependent on you and you and you and you. And if you don't obey him, they're going to go to hell because you didn't let God use you. But God wants to use you. God wants to change your life. God wants to make somebody dynamite out of you. God, let me tell you something else about praying in the Holy Ghost. The highest praise known to man is the praise the Holy Ghost does in you when he takes a hold of you and he begins to talk right straight to God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to try not to, to just keep on, but I want this night. You know, I love you, folks. I love you dearly. I love you. How many can receive what I preach tonight and take it home with you? I want to see your hand. How many are going to take this home with you? You're going to take this sermon to your house with you, and you're going to make sure it changes your life, and you're going to become a prayer warrior. Can you receive now from Brother Chambers uh, that praying in unknown tongues uh, is only understood by God? The Bible said it. I wouldn't dare try to say something like that on my own. I don't believe that I have the ability to write Scripture. I just read Scripture, but I believe every word of it. I want to tell you something. God wants to take you and use you for his kingdom. There's people that only Sister Pearl can win to Christ. There's people that only Brother Robert can win to Christ. There's people that only Brother Anderson can win to Christ. There's people that only you can win to the Lord. But you've got to be full of the Holy Ghost. And until you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're just words on ears. Words on ears that have no power. But the Holy Ghost will give you power. Now, you know, somebody tonight, if you will yield yourself, the Holy Ghost is going to get a hold of you. You'll become a prayer warrior like you've never been. I believe it's going to start immediately. I believe it may even start tonight that God's going to begin to use your life and make it a real blessing. You'll, you'll be such a blessing to this church. Hallelujah. You know, it's nothing like coming to church and somebody has a word of prophecy and somebody has a tongue and somebody has interpretation and somebody sings in the Holy Ghost and somebody prays the prayer of faith and somebody lays hands on a sick person. Hey, that's God's church. That's what God meant for his church to be. No other excuse. No other reason. Now, please remember. You pray in the Holy Ghost like I'm trying to get you to feel tonight. Your prayers cannot be unanswered. Now raise your hand if you believe that. You, you can't pray, pray one prayer. The Holy Ghost, I should say, can't pray, pray one prayer through you and it not be answered. The Holy Ghost don't just pray for exercise. Ooh, hallelujah. Glory, I feel like shouting. Glory to God. I want you to stand with me, please. I want you to stand. I preached my heart out. Hallelujah. I've given you the best I know how. I've tried not to be overboard. I tried not to preach so long that I would get on your nerves. But I want to change your life. And I want God to use you. Now let's just throw our hands up. And let's ask God to take a hold of us. And let's yield ourselves to God right here tonight. Father, by the power of the Holy Ghost. By the power of the Holy Ghost. By the anointing that comes from the throne room. 
by the unction that only God can give. Teach this congregation praying in the Holy Ghost until every one of them allow this week. Don't let a day go by that you don't pray till the Holy Ghost prays. Uh, Brother Chambers, I can't just pray in the Spirit. I know that. You're not supposed to do it on yourself. You just stay on the, in the presence of God until he gets a hold of you, and he'll do it in you. That's, that's his business. But I'm going to tell you something. The more you pray in the Holy Ghost, the more normal and regular it will begin to happen in your life. I mean, you, you will find yourself hardly able to get in the altar until the Holy Ghost is praying. Anybody want that? Anybody want that? You're talking about dynamite. You're talking about godly saints. You're talking about turning the city upside down. You believe this? You believe this? You believe this? You folks believe this? I, I want to know if y'all believe in what I'm preaching. Hallelujah. Raise your hand now. Let's ask God to get us ready. Father, Father, I pour out myself to you tonight, Lord. I want nothing but to be full of the Holy Ghost. I could care less for anything this world's got. I don't want a bigger house or a bigger car or a bigger nothing. I don't even need all I got. I just want more of you, Holy Ghost. I want more of you, Holy Ghost. I want to be a vessel that's wholly yielded to the Holy Ghost. I want to be a vessel wholly yielded to the Holy Ghost. I want every ounce of flesh out of me. Father, by the blood of Jesus, sanctify me so pure. See, you've got to start seeking to be sanctified pure. That's how the Holy Ghost can use you. Carnal things. I'll tell you something the Holy Ghost will do. The Holy Ghost began to move in your life. Uh, you're going to find that he begins to reveal little things in you that shouldn't be there. He's going to start speaking to you about some attitudes you've got. He's going to start speaking to you about some of your tendencies uh, concerning the things of the church uh, and the things of God. He'll start convicting you. And you'll start moving up. <laughs>